Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is September 2nd, 2020. One more month until someone wakes Green Day up. Or is that meme old and tired? <laughs> like, the, it's gonna be May. Uh, your host this week, myself, Lee, and Reed. Hi. We're gonna put a nail, the final nail, into the coffin that is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 today with part three of our conversation, where we actually talk about what we like about the game, which will be nice. We have bellies full of poutine. And the phlegm to go with it. Is that just me? You I don't have like, any phlegm. <coughs> you I don't eat have like any. gravy or something. To get yeah, see? Yeah, see? I got a little bit of gravy Con- phlegm, I guess. Contagious. Contagious. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we've been playing. I've got a loaded what we've been playing. But what do you, what do you, you go first. What do you, you're looking for a game. Yeah, I have played a bunch of random shit. I'm still playing uh, lots of, did I tell you I was playing Minecraft? Last no. Week? But oh, you yeah. didn't. You were playing Overwatch, so now you're regressing. You're just no, going I'm back. No, I'm still playing Overwatch yeah. with Mega once in a while. Next week you're like, I'm playing EverQuest too. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, no, sweet. Swoops, swoops. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm still playing Overwatch with Maggie and still dabbling COD once I get the opportunity. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a bunch of Minecraft. It's something I can play for like an hour before I go to bed. Sure. And I've been working on for like a month now of a big fantasy metropolis thing and i've always had soda soap no i no no it's a fan it's like high fantasy you know what i mean so yeah. like uh i've always had it in my head of just making it a big like you always see the really cool screenshots online of minecraft yeah. of people that put in like a year's work so are you just work. playing in creation mode or yeah you yeah, yeah. Okay. i'm just playing creation mode just you know having fun with it making stuff as fancy and cool looking as i can make it and it's working out pretty well so far. yeah man besides that um I, like, burned out on Minecraft. Like, there was a time when I played a hell of a lot of Minecraft, and then going back to it just seems... I don't know. The the I like the survival, the adventure aspect of it, especially when they did, like, the Bedrock update and stuff like that. And it's just like, let's let's not set up a permanent base, and let's just be, like, a nomadic Minecraft team. Uh, it can be pretty fun. But. Yeah. Um, besides that, I started back up a fresh playthrough of Witcher 3. This will be my second playthrough of the game. <laughs> Fucking why? Uh, what do you mean why? It's, it's 400 hours long. Yeah, it's also one of the best games ever made, Lee. What are you, uh, what are you experiencing in the second time through that you didn't the first? Uh, I'm going to actually play Gwent this time. I okay. barely even touched it my first playthrough. I'm actually going to stick with... I, what I want to say is the canon romance relationship in this game, which is Yennefer. Okay. In my first playthrough, I fucked up. I tried to romance everybody, and it's not Persona. You will get repercussions for trying to romance everybody. Right. In that you won't get anybody then. In Witcher 2, you can romance someone in the first two hours of that game. Yeah. Uh, sure as hell did. Yeah. yeah. I'm no, like, and, why, am I, why do I keep and playing? Lee, uh, my <laughs> first playthrough of Witcher 3, it's not like I did everything. Far from it. I was doing side quests up until like the 40-hour mark, then I realized I got fucking nowhere in the story. Yeah. So uh, I was actually really interested in the story. So as everybody knows, it's one of the best written games of all time. As everybody knows. Um, so I'm like, all right, I should do the main story. But the main story is interesting, so I just kept playing the main story. Then once I was done that, I was like, okay, I'm like 70 hours in. Like, I definitely still want to play more. I'm going to go into the DLC. But the DLC stories are even better. Yeah. Uh, especially Hearts of Stone. So I kept playing those. And then by the time I was done the main story of the main game, the DLCs, I was like 100 hours in, and I'm like, all right, I still have like 80% of the side quests I haven't touched yet, but I'm good for now. I, I've heard those side quests are some of the best stuff in the oh, game. It's, yeah. it's, they are like the best content in the game. There is no single quest that's just like, uh, there's a cave, go kill the bandit leader in there. It's never like that. Every well, quest... Shots fired at yeah, Assassin's Every Creed. quest presents a question, uh, I don't want to say like to more mortality or anything, but yeah. it, it presents a unique question to everything that happens. And everything is different, and you there's repercussions for everything you do. 
there's a fucking quest in the game where this dude's being hunted by an invisible demon, and the only way to trick the demon into unpossessing him is by tricking the demon into thinking that you threw a baby into an oven. And the demon wants the baby? And the demon wants the baby, okay. so it'll try to go, like... It's just the... logic. It yeah. makes sense to me. So, yeah. like, you do this whole weird quest, and we're like... <clears throat> is that a hot baby? But, but, you, but you can't, like, the person throwing the baby into the oven can't be aware of the fact... You, you're not... This is not an approximation of a side quest. You were talking about a literal side quest. This is a single okay. side quest. And, like, all this crazy shit happens. I, I like the... Like, so, what little I've played of Witcher, and not because I don't like Witcher, it's just like, ah, I, I get it. Uh, all these side quests where it's just, like find someone's got a problem okay you find out like a fucking monster is behind it and then you have to learn a little bit about the monster learn how to take it down and then you fight it i was hoping the show was going to be a little more of that that's like, okay and we'll get into, I'll, I can get into that that's a very small part of the side quests yeah, i find a lot of i'm side, just saying i like i like yeah it. and there's a large portion of side quests too that are, like you think it's a monster you find out it's just like a drunk dude or you know, it's, it's something. That's as, called Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, it's something <laughs> as simple as like this dude's looking for his, <laughs> his dead brother on the battlefield, and then you find that he's alive with an enemy alive soldier, but they're both like crippled, and you have to choose whether it's too risky for them to st- stay together, or that since they helped each other live, they should stay together, and it's your choice. Um, Chef's choice. Yeah. To to your point, if we could branch a little bit to the TV show about Witcher, and I've said this. Like, many times to, like, my friend Roderick is also a big Witcher fan. I, we don't think the show is good. I don't think anybody with any critical mind would... would oh, I wouldn't consider... I watched it all. Yeah, it's... Which it's, is more it's, than I can it's say. It's fine. For, it's perfectly yeah. serviceable, but it's not... I would not call it great television whatsoever. Um, but the I best, think your bar is set too high, my friend. No, but the... It should be when Witcher 3 is out there. Yeah, but when, like, shows like Stargate SG-1 are out there, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's got a, a Space Channel sci-fi... Yes, but that's what I didn't want. Like, yeah. It's such a good property that it didn't have to... Anyway, the best episode of that series was the monster hunting episode, where it was just Geralt being charged with hunting the Striga. So he took potions, he set up traps, he did his monster hunting job. It was the best fucking episode of the yeah, whole series. Yeah, the, uh, the Constantine show uh, that was short-lived... Uh, it had an arcing plot, like all good shows. But do. it was a monster of the but, week show. Yes, it was week to week. He was dealing with some demon or something. He shows up. He figures out what's going on, and then he's very capable. And the thing that's missing from a lot of those types of shows is I want my hero to always be very capable. He can be taken by surprise if he doesn't know what he's dealing with, like Batman. But the moment he he's like, I know what this is. I know how to defeat it. Comes off capable. We are, we're all going at home happy. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a unique premise, and I like that. Yes, but then there's the arcing plot of, hey, you uh, accidentally adopted a, a girl. Uh, is the, That's the hardest yeah, monster and, of all. It's, yeah, you can probably get towards the season finale where this <laughs> will actually come to a head. This guy fights monsters and, and krakens and shit, yet the hardest thing he'll ever have to accomplish is, is Constantine being, also being uh, gay? Uh, I, I no, I heard he was in a relationship with King Shark. Constantine is bi at very least. Oh. I would say he's he's uh, he's not flamboyant, but he's he's a bit uh, sexually androgynous. Mm. Which, uh, yeah, Constantine's great. That show was great, and uh, it's a it's a real shame that in a world where we have all these shows that that DC produces that are just on the internet or whatever, uh, that shows like that couldn't continue. They 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 wouldn't let him smoke. One of Constantine's biggest character traits is he's like always got a fucking cigarette in his hand, and they wouldn't let him smoke. In the, speaking of Constantine, uh, Keanu Reeves' birthday is today. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Also, the Keanu Reeves-Constantine movie, as someone who reads Constantine comics, there's nothing fucking wrong with that movie. That movie is a fun romp uh, alternate take 
on the character. But I digress. We've gotten way off topic here. Uh, is that all you've been playing? Pretty much. Um, yeah. All right. I'm still desperately looking. For a video game? I told you. Wasteland 3. That can be your new baby. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake very briefly. I jumped back into that. Uh, Reed had thought I apparently finished the game. Not the case. Uh, I am working my way to Shinra HQ now. So, in the latter third of the game, if not less, I guess you would say, I reinstalled Destiny. Did you play Destiny 2 when the season passes came out, or you quit before then? When did I quit Destiny? When they started doing, like, seasonal content. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, because I got, like, the third, like, when it was just called DLCs. When it was just, like, well, expansions. expansions. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, I got, so like, the second expansion. This is uh, the first major expansion? Is that true? Uh, since Bungie bought themselves out from Activision, uh, they've been doing seasonal content. And what's really cool with it now is it's leading into the DLC. Uh, so I come back into this game, uh, having played it. Oh, shit, whenever Fantasy Star 2 came out is when I uninstalled Destiny. Because I'm like, Fantasy Star 2 will be my game. And then I'm so like... 2003? <laughs> <laughs> so I played a little bit of it, and I'm just like, you know what? If I'm going to play a game like this, I'm probably just going to go back to Destiny 2, which I eventually did after beating Ghost of Tsushima and getting that out of the way. So I have Yakuza and Final Fantasy on the, on the ropes here. I've downloaded Destiny, and I've invited yet another uh, loop-based loot game into my life in Marvel's Avengers, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, but the new Destiny expansion coming out is called Beyond Light, and uh, <clears throat> it's going to shed some light on the uh, the mystery of the the Black Pyramids oh, and the darkness. Oh, who gives a fuck and, uh, anymore? Well, you didn't play the last thing that came out, so you, you, yeah, don't, but you don't know like, where it's going. Isn't this like five years, six years too late? Well, the Traveler, the Traveler, you're familiar with the Traveler? The thing that grants you eternal life, lets you respawn a bunch of times, and gives you magic powers? Uh, that thing was was escaping this this dark entity in space is why it came to Earth. Sure. So that thing caught up to it now, we're going to have to deal with. So in the most recent expansion, you go to the moon, and you find that there's this giant black pyramid on the moon, and you're like, that's fucking bad. Uh, and now they're like invading the galaxy, so you see these black pyramids. It's kind of like a... Is there, is there like enemies to shoot? Not yet. That's the, that's the expansion. So this is like the precursor to it. So they're showing up on all these planets, and when this DLC comes out, they're adding new areas and vaulting old areas. So all the areas currently that are involved with the season pass where these aliens are showing up, when this DLC drops, those planets will be gone. So like Titan, uh, I think Io, uh, etc., Mars, those, those planets are just going away. Uh, and those planets were originally associated with expansion content so now what they can do season to season is they can selectively turn on planets turn off planets and choose the thing with destiny is they just keep stacking content and uh if you're a new player it's hard to tell when you get a quest in your log is this something that's worthwhile to do or should i be doing something completely different so they've updated the quest log finally to show you here's old shit do it if you want. It gives you weapons, whatever. It's way clearer. Here's the stuff you should be focusing on. Here's the stuff you should be focusing on on a weekly basis. It's broken that down way better. Uh, and then the season content also. You have a season rank, just like in Call of Duty. Uh, so you, as you as you level that up week to week, you just get rewards, get extra stuff, uh, etc. And then they add, with each season, they add a new mode. So there's a mode right now where you're in a totally new map on the rooftops, like in a Cosmodrome area. And you have to do different objectives. And you run that a few times, and that gives you seasonal rewards. Uh, and then you also have a seasonal set of armor that's a blue until you unlock it. And then I believe it becomes a legendary set. The standard light level is well above a 1,000 now. Uh, and of course, when this DLC hits, that also means that gear is going to be cycled out like they do. So, like, guns will go away. New guns will come in. Destiny has become an MMO. They got there. It's uh, an M Well, yeah, and that's what probably honestly stopped making me play the game. Yeah. Was... 
uh, I don't like when I'm not able to get everything done and yes. be caught up with everybody. So that's and just if it. You, if yeah. you have a job, if you have a significant <laughs> other or literally anything that a regular person has, you can't keep up with some of these fucking no-lifers in Destiny 2. Well, yeah, but like that, therein lies the rub is no one person is meant to do all the content, but you can if you can. Yeah, and I hate, but I hate the feeling, especially yeah. in Destiny, of being this fucking low-level scrub. It depends on what you're after. Right? Like, it depends on what you're after in any MMO. Well, yeah, I play for progression sake, yeah. though. I like I like being the high-level... Like, ooh, I like I like scout rifles. I like my loadout. And people will be like, well, it's there's clearly an advantage using a completely different loadout at any given time. Hey, I like using solar. Well, void is the clear No, no, I'm here. just saying... I, like, you I, you I, make your own... Uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying, yeah. if I went back into Destiny 2 today, I would want to be caught up with people at the top, but I just know I it would take... So fucking long to get there. So that's that's a false that's a falsehood though. You'll never st- you, you can't step back into a game after a year of not playing and catch up to people who've been playing every day for a year. I'm not saying in that regard, but uh, there's just way too much content for me to do now. Uh, yeah. For me to feel like I'm ever accomplishing anything meaningful, and Destiny's not sure. yeah. Destiny's just not a game I can just hop in for for an hour or two and just fuck around i can't do that you literally can't because it's like i have a here's the list of things i want to accomplish and then four hours passes and you're still plugging away at it it's it's busy work it's an mmo uh so good for them that's what they wanted uh this whole time but the thing is with with an mmo like everyone's experience coming at it will be different the people that unlock every gun do every quest uh you know pick at every corner of that game that's that's not the experience you're meant to have with that game um there is a campaign. There is a story with each of these expansions. There is weekly stuff and, like, the seasonal stuff. It's just like, okay, I'm going to play for two hours. All I'm focusing on is the seasonal stuff because guess what? That gets you the biggest rewards up front. And then with the gear customization now, having the quote-unquote best gear in the game is also kind of a falsity because you're customizing it. So you're like, if I like to use these two weapon types in Crucible, I'm going to make a gear set that complements that. I'm not making a middle-of-the-road gear set anymore. Uh, and that ramp in Destiny I've always liked. So, like, when the new expansion comes out and there's a new light level to achieve, when you're just hot-swapping gear, uh, I like that. I like that ramp in games. And Avengers has that, too. And let's talk about Avengers. Uh, so, Marvel's Avengers... Let's talk about Avengers. Let's talk about it. Marvel's Avengers, uh, published by Square Enix. Crystal Dynamics worked on this thing, amongst other people. It had a beta. This game has been weirdly shrouded in mystery in that they didn't show a hell of a lot of it, uh, leading people to think it was very rushed. Let me tell you. This game looks... Every bit as expensive as any AAA game. There are just some weird bumps along the way. So, out of the gate, I'll tell you that this game looks better than any footage I've ever seen of it. Uh, and the Deluxe Edition came out. The game actually launches on Friday. But if you pay more, you can play now. Uh, so, Which is mostly people just paying early to play the campaign at this point. And the campaign's, like, super decent. Like, I'm surprised. I, I wish this game was going to be worse than it is, I guess. Which is a weird <laughs> thing to... Uh, like, I was expecting an anthem. And instead I got... A pretty coherent like Marvel game like uh, so of course if you don't like the Avengers if you don't like the Avengers character if you don't like like the Marvel universe then fucking go play Destiny really at this point Uh, but this game is a like beat-em-up loot game Uh, it has multiple different characters Uh, I can spoil a little bit of the beginning of the campaign the setup of the game I guess okay wait Uh, let me ask you this first the way go go for it (laughs) the way the game is structured everything is have you ever played Dragon Ball Xenoverse no. Okay. This sounds exactly like Dragon Ball Xenoverse. What Dragon Ball Xenoverse was is you play the main story, which is broken up into like 50 or so missions, and then at any point you can replay those missions with just people online. 
that's it. Oh, uh, so I think that's kind of this, but the multiplayer stuff is set in the areas you've been to, but it's not replaying missions. Okay, so is it a separate entity from yes. the main story? The multiplayer takes place after the campaign. Like, like kayfabe. Yeah. Yes, kayfabe afterwards. In kayfabe, uh, it takes place afterwards. So, does your gear and shit carry? Yeah, over? yeah. Your characters level up, and you just you, that—that's constant. Your loot across all your characters and stuff. So that's the thing where this game is different than a lot of other so games. Like it's, it is. It's not like because then it's also not like Borderlands because Borderlands is just one you, character. You just play online yeah. with other people during the main story. That's game. not this. There's a whole story campaign, yeah. and then whatever you unlock there. Now, can, can I carry. play the on? Can I play the campaign online? No. That's a single player only. It's a single player mode. It's a story mode. Okay. Yeah. So I couldn't play co-op campaign with... As far as I know, no. Okay. I there, are, so... there are large parts of this campaign where you are alone, uh, and there are no other characters Okay, there. I yeah. think I see what they're doing here, which is yeah. just, like, here's a single player mode because we need a campaign. It seemed like they were op- op- like awful at articulating what this game was. Uh, and yeah. then showing what this game was. Yeah, I, yeah, like, when I was... When I heard about this game, because I would have never known this was a Destiny anthem loot fucking yeah. game until you told me before this i thought it's a it, game as a service yeah Please, before read. this before this i thought it was just gonna be like you know fucking like old school god of war except you have multiple characters you play as which is just point a to point b and you beat stuff along the way and you don't get power-ups you just beat stuff up no yeah it's uh it's it's kind of onto itself in that way like the the comparisons of like an anthem i guess or a right, but, is, uh, is closest what's, but what's the end game though after you're done the campaign? avengers end game no but like is there like raid <laughs> bosses like yeah there's gonna be like there's different missions you run on there's gonna be expansions out the ass there's gonna be additional characters to download and pay for mm-hmm. uh and all that so you get you get a certain amount of stuff in the game that you just unlock but like day one they're already selling like a, co- a costume for Hulk that's ten dollars in real life. Oh, yeah. uh, so it's that kind of game. There's tons to unlock, but there's also like a paid. F- it's it's Destiny. It's exactly Destiny or Anthem, which also had a story like that. Believe it or not. Uh, so you start out this game and it's Avengers Day. All these uh, Smarks wrote in stories to the Avengers, and then the Avengers chose certain kids to show up to this like festival where, for some fucking reason, Tony Stark is like revealing a new clean energy source that's based on some kind of like a fucking alien artifact. Some Tony Stark shit. Uh, so while this is happening, uh, there is a terrorist attack on the Golden Gate Bridge. We're in San Francisco, by the way. Uh, you take turns playing as all of the Avengers during this part. It gives you a little taste of everybody. Your main uh, character you play as in the in the opening scene, though, and then for the rest of the game, as far as I know, is Kamala Khan, who's Miss Marvel. Uh, who you has... only play as her? No, no, you play as everyone, but she's like the ma- main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. No, what I uh, think it's going to be a nice little... It's gonna be a Vaughn from FF12 reference. Uh, yeah, that would be no, accurate. Well, here's what's here's yeah. what I think, and I have nothing to back this up. Okay. Okay. So when they're making this That's game, the kind of shit I like yeah, to do. when they're making this game, they're yeah. gonna make like Cap the main character, and then the execs are smoking cigars, and they're like, "Eh, like we can't put a big white guy as the main character. No one wants that in 2020. We Sorry. need a young girl." So they're like, "Uh, okay, who the fuck is a young girl in the Marvel universe?" Malakon. Yeah, she. I mean, she's recent too. Like in the last like five years or so. Yeah, I'm just saying it makes no fucking yeah. sense for her to be in this game. Is what I'm saying. Uh, well, y- the story makes it make sense. I guess if that matters to you. But like, yeah. but like, it's like, it's like Leah making a game with Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Kamala Khan. You play, you play, <laughs> and you play as Miss Marvel. Yeah, uh, she's really fun to play as though. I know. I'm just uh, saying it just yeah. seems totally out of left field, and I can't see this was their original idea, personally. Really, I think the truth is somewhere in between, where they're just like, we want 
a lead character that's a newer superhero that we could introduce here that isn't Squirrel Girl. I mean, it could be Squirrel Girl. It should be Squirrel Girl. Just shooting squirrels at people. Uh, But from a from a powers list point of view and stuff, like she kind of she checks a lot of boxes here. Let's just say. So uh, she's attending this thing. You're running around collecting comic books. Uh, She of course has coincidental run-ins with all the Avengers during this festival. You gotta. Uh, Like she's in the gift shop and Thor shows up. It's just like, oh, okay. You gotta. Uh, so the one thing I will say is that people were like, oh man, these Avengers look like the porno Avengers. Like, they they, they couldn't use the likenesses of the movie characters. Well, and they're not they, meant to be the movie characters. They didn't characters. want to be, because the problem then is you have to nail everything that the MCU would nail. Well, that or you're telling a story in the MCU universe, which they're not. This, yeah. as far as I know, is the and, same. Yeah, Disney would never fucking yeah. let that happen. I don't know this to be true, but I'm hoping this is in the same universe as the Sony Spider-Man Yeah, game. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming it is. Spider-Man's in this game, so. He is? Eventually. He's PS4 exclusive. F- well, as an online character, not story. I don't know if he shows up in the campaign. He could. A lot of characters could show up in the campaign that you have to pay for later. Like, we already know Kate Bishop uh, and Kate, Hawkeye. Who and the like, fuck is Kate Bishop? The lady Hawkeye. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the better Hawkeye. And then uh, Doctor Strange and like a bunch of other characters are already basically You're confirmed. in your comic book nerd yeah, muscles f- there. Yeah. People oh, know you Kate don't, Bishop. You don't know Kate Bishop? Kate Bishop could have been the... Uh, the point is uh, that this terrorist attack happens on the bridge, but it is a distraction. There's a helicarrier in, in that uh, Cap is on that has this, this fucking energy source on. Anyways, long story short, massive explosion. Cap is dead. Everybody in San Francisco gets superpowers. Everybody, like, er- like hundreds of thousands of people become Inhumans and get superpowers. So now there's like a X Men esque, like find the cure for these people who got like superheroes through this thing. Uh, and Kamala Khan is one of them. She has not revealed to her father she has superpowers. Why would you want to uh, cure that shit? Because listen, I hate. I okay. I don't uh, like it when movies at like. Like, X-Men makes sense because some of the powers just fucking suck. It's like you have a third face. Well, the reason they want to force cure it is because people are using it to commit crime. I guess so. Yeah, if you say say force cure, that's one thing. But when I hear cure, I think of, like, a voluntary... I mean, that, there's that, too. Because yeah, not everybody has powers that they can turn on, off and on. Some people are just like, I'm a rock man now. I'm just always like, a rock. Yeah, I'm always a rock man. I'm literally like, always on fire someone else. They they do not go very deep into that other than the fact that this is the the... The reason why Kamala Khan no, has that's powers. what I'm most interested in now yeah, is the like is the, the is the ergonomics and the social the, ex, the social economical what, what happens yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just that one city right so it's just San Francisco which is uninhabitable now so people have spread out across the nation they either have secret or but in humans as they refer to in the game there's like a social stigma with that you don't want to be someone who if you got bit by a radioactive spider and you're Spider Man. That's okay. If you were in the explosion in San Francisco, that's not I'm, okay. I'm going to be like racist against you. Yeah, that's how this game goes. Uh, so that defies its own logic. Cap's gone. Kamala Khan is hanging on to. It's been five. It's five years later. Uh, she's hanging on to the dream of the Avengers. The Avengers have disappeared. They they disbanded after this this horrible thing sad. that was their fault. They murder thousands. Of uh, basically, aliens. they murder uh, millions of aliens, and then one of their own gets killed. And like, yeah, that's it. It's it's almost like the Civil War, like the the superhero act thing, where it's just like technically this is Tony Stark's fault. Like he endangered hundreds. But of then thousands Tony of dies, and then it ends. Yeah, except Tony didn't die. Tony's just fucked off somewhere, and Cap died. Well, that's because comic books, though. You yeah, thought yeah. at first that Tony died, didn't you? In this game? No, in the comic books during Civil oh, War. Oh, no one's ever really gone, unless it's <laughs> Ultimate Universe. Uh, and even then, it's kind of whatever. So, you uh, you play as Kamala for here, you you hack into like this Avengers database and you, or, or something, and you get this like security footage, and you see that Cap was set up, and you're like, I gotta get this to someone. 
Uh, so you you find like a hacker online who's like, meet me in the park. Anyway, long story short, you end up having to run away from home because you can't go back. Aim is right, looking for you. In the in the loo, I'm, I'm only going so far. Yeah. In lieu of uh, of the Avengers and Shield existing, Aim basically takes over. So there's like robots patrolling the streets and AIM all that being good, like Justin Hammer's group. Yeah, like being the alternative. Oh no, to Aim Shield. was um, Iron Man three. Yes, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the white, private military, white they're, Mandarin guy. They're the bad Shield. Yeah, let's call white them. Mandarin. The white Mandarin guy. Uh, so you, uh, you're kind of on the run. You go to the last uh, known resistance place uh, that is associated with the Avengers, and uh, that's kind of where I am now. I did that section there. I did some of the combat. The combat is, I mean, in terms of satisfying, uh, it is better than Anthem. The special powers are very cool and are like do a lot of environmental destruction. The game itself on the place I'm playing on PS4 Pro runs very well the explosion i'm hearing people on pc having like their fucking graphics cards blow up but like this game for all intents and purposes we were expecting like a rushed movie property game yeah and it's fucking not that the only thing about it is that the combat i could see if you're doing the multiplayer where it's just like combat on combat could be a little monotonous but then when you have other avengers running around with you at the part i'm in the the game let's just say i have another avenger with me and when you're in the battles then you see them running around and doing their bullshit it's fucking cool uh like, it's fine. If you like Avengers, I'm going to have a hard time not recommending this to you. Uh, and that's just based on the campaign that I've played so far. Like, they just opened the loot to me. They're just like, hey, did you know there's a, a fucking skill tree and a loot menu? Check it out. And the skill tree seems pretty shallow. Like, it seems like, okay, I level up over the course of this campaign. I unlock all this shit. Yeah. I become that much better. It's really up to me what, what uh, you know. Or... I don't know if they're planning later in the game that you have alternate skill trees. So, like... If my default character action as Miss Marvel is the counter where she becomes like all elastic and no one can hit her, and then you can like counter strike them, maybe there's a different, there's an alt to that. Everybody also has like a ranged attack. So you basically have like a passive superhero ability on L1, a attack uh, superhero ability on R1, uh, then you have like a grapple or something weird on R2. L2 is your ranged, so Black Widow shoots guns, Cap throws his shield, uh, Thor throws his hammer, then you put the trigger again to call the hammer back. When that hammer is coming back and it hits characters, it does damage to them, something that God of War 2018 taught us, and that games are continuing to this day. So that's okay. Uh, so yeah, if It's you like, the best weapon in gaming. If you like Kratos, maybe play as Thor, I guess, because it's similar. Uh, oh. Flying as Iron Man, you play as Iron Man for like four fucking minutes uh, at the beginning of the campaign, but like you can fly, you can ascend, descend, shoot lasers, punch guys in the head... Uh, the character animations, the sound design, it's all fucking good. Like, I was not expecting this game to be okay. Based on what we saw of it, man, it looked yeah, like a yeah, fucking tire fire. For, for, for months, you and me have been like, oh yeah, this is not gonna Didn't be they good. reveal it at, like, the Game Awards or, or E3 or something, and it was just, like, the voice actors sitting around, they're like, this game, let me tell you, holy shit, th- you're gonna hear our voices, and it's gonna be in this game. They talked <laughs> for, like, five minutes, and then that was it, they didn't show anything of it. Uh, and then what they did show was like shit. I'm telling you right now, what I played yesterday did not look like what they showed of that oh, game. Oh, really? Uh, so yes, the combat and all that kind of stuff is a bit weird. Uh, very easy. So there's a boss fight early on where you play as Black Widow, and it's kind of like a duck and weave uh, kind of boss fight. And I'm like, this seems way too easy. I'm playing on normal, so if that means anything to you, maybe crank it up to hard. I don't know if that means you get better loot drops or what. The loot seems kind of superfluous. I mean, at some point, I'm sure it's going to matter. Like, when you get to higher levels, you're going to want that stuff. But uh, right now, at the point of the game I'm in, it's, it's irrelevant. So, 
There's other costumes. There's all that stuff. If you're a fan of Avengers, I don't know. Check it out. Read your plan to get this game maybe at some point. Yeah, I'm probably going to get it tonight, to be honest. You kind of convinced me. Well, mostly because... If you're starved for a game to play and you, you got the scratch for it, and you, you could do worse than this And game. it helps that my girlfriend yeah. is like one of the biggest MCU fans ever. Yeah, she would like this. Uh, like I said, the, the character performances... Uh, and everything around there is, is fuck it. It's it's absolutely fine. Uh, so sorry, I'm not taking a part of Avengers in this episode like I thought I was going to. Uh, but I'm looking forward to playing more of that, and also Destiny 2. Now I've got two fucking loot games, and nowhere to go. Right. <laughs> Gamescom was last week. Happens in Cologne, Germany. Uh, it's their big video game conference. They had a live stream event hosted by Jeff Keighley, where they announced a whole bunch of stuff in one of the strangest no cohesion between the different things they were announcing. Uh, but in there, we saw some new Star Wars Squadrons uh, footage. They revealed Fall Guys Season 2, which was a wet fart of an announcement because they were, like, hyping it the whole time. They are like, here it is! New levels based on castles and medieval costumery. Thanks for playing. And that was, like, it. Uh, Lemnis Gate. Lemnis Gate. I want everybody to go check out. That's the game I was talking about where you're on a time loop. More Lambus Brett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's a three-on-three -three shooter. Uh, time goes, you play like a FPS, then the loop starts, but your same characters from the first loop continue. So it's up to you if you want to help or, or try to hinder the other team from the previous playthrough, either playing their shadow from the previous time loop or playing their active characters. I think that's super fucking neat. Uh, other than that, LucasArts classic Sam and Max is coming back with a VR game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a time loop thriller also called 12 Minutes coming out that just scored a bunch of name actors. Uh, take a look at that game. Medal of Honor Above and Beyond is going to be on the Facebook VR only. They showed more Ratchet and Clank for PS5. Uh, shit, man. Showed more Destiny. Left 4 Dead 2 is getting an update. Things, there's a Bill and Ted 3 movie out. What happened to 2020, man? We, things were going to be so good. Look at us now. Uh, anyways. <laughs> On the uh, coattails of that, uh, that, that uh, Avengers talk we were just saying, they seem to be monetizing that game in like the, the shittiest way possible where like you will be expected to pay for individual characters and, and content like that. Um, what you get in the package, though, seems to be like unless there's a if there's a character that comes out that you absolutely must have, it's not really a game that you need to buy all the characters for. It'd be nice if there was like a trial, like you could just play a quick demo area where it's just like, hey, try Doctor Strange out. You think he's cool? Then maybe spend the ten dollars or whatever. Uh, Vlambeer, known for a number of games, Ridiculous Fishing, Nuclear Throne, Loof Rousers, one of my favorite games of theirs. Uh, they uh, have announced their ten year anniversary and that they're breaking up. Uh, so that's the end of Lamb Beer. But lots of cool indie stuff came out of those guys. Reed's just like, I have no idea. What, what is indie game? What is indie There's game? no Spider-Man in that. Ubisoft <laughs> caused a, uh, a stir yesterday. Oh, uh, how? This time. Well, I'm not going to talk about their uh, Black Lives uh, Matter imagery as a terrorist sect in their mobile game. I don't know if you saw that at all. What? The, so they have a mobile game that's like... What the fuck is it called? It's It's... It's all the Ubisoft universes coming together. So you got like Sam Fisher and like guy from Ghost Recon yeah, and, and, and that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking Assassin's Creed showing up in this thing. Mostly their military stuff. Let's just say that. And uh, they released this trailer that was like hyping the, the story of the game. And like it just points to like a anti-government sect with like a raised fist as they're like, listen, 
it, you're watching this and you're like, no one fucking raised their hand when they fucking saw this trailer. You, you gotta see it. It's like the most tone-deaf Ubisoft thing that you could you could possibly imagine. Uh, not talking about that. Talking instead about the fact that they released a fact about what you do with your PS4 games and you're, you're moving them on up to PS5. How's that going to look? Uh, and in that blurb, they wrote basically that this is only for PS4 to PS5. PS3, PS2, and PS1 games will not be compatible, which basically led people to believe that, oh, this is Ubisoft low-key confirming that the PS5 does not play PS3, PS2, and PS1 games, which right now is a pipe dream that it would ever do that. Uh, but yeah, have, people were assuming that it was going to? As of right now, people are widely assuming that. I thought maybe PS... Like, I was like, yeah, PS4, maybe PS3. PS3 would be great. I'm not asking for anything beyond PS3. Yeah, no, but expecting this and yeah. to play PS1 discs, you're fucking crazy. PS3 has a robust, like, network of... Like, they're, the PSN store on PS3, a lot of those games have never been re-released. Unless I plug in a PS3, I can't play those games. And eventually, that store is going to be closed. Those servers are going to be offline... What happens to those purchases? We already saw with the Wii uh, that eventually they do pull the plug. And if you don't have them downloaded, they are fucking gone. So Ubisoft has since retracted this. And we don't know what the truth is now. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Destiny 2, they also revealed the three new subclasses. Stasis-based ice as an element in Destiny now, which are the darkness-based classes. Uh, Revenant, Behemoth, and Shadebinder. I'll let you decide which of those. Behemoth for Titan, Revenant for Warlock. <laughs> And Shade, whatever the fuck, for Hunter. Shadebinder is actually the Warlock. Revenant is the, uh, is the Hunter. So, don't you look silly. <laughs> well, hell. <laughs> Here we are. Part 3. Red Dead Redemption well, 2. Well, butter my biscuit and fuck me in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> and other things you might hear. Uh, today, while we promised this to be the finale and actually talk about what we liked out of this fucking game uh, we do need to kind of mention that the online mode for Red Dead Redemption 2 has been a complete fucking afterthought for them especially when you look at the amount of content they pump into GTA 5 online which is one of the highest grossing fucking games of all time so Red Dead 1's multiplayer also seemed like kind of a well GTA 4 had multiplayer so why couldn't this uh, and then GTA 4's multiplayer was also just kind of a sandbox so no one was expecting much but when I come to Red Dead it's like oh man GTA 5's got this robust online they there's have so heist, much they shit have jobs, to do they have cars yeah. to buy they have apartments uh, to buy st yeah. stuff to buy things to, to furnish yeah, yeah, you uh, can buy tennis you can buy golf you can hang out with your friends you can go so red. like it seems like uh, so when here's, you play here's what you can do with Red Dead 2 <laughs> online alright Lee yeah Tell me about it. You can do Ride missions. You can do missions. You can race on horses that no one does. Uh, you can play poker. You can. That's yeah. it. That's that's the right so online. So they added quest lines for jobs. There's like a collector, a hunter, whatever. So you get those. There's quest lines to do. There's well, stuff to do there. you don't give a fuck because your character doesn't speak. <laughs> right. You're mute. Uh, hey, listen. Rockstar has a long history of mute for main characters. Let's yeah, be honest. Let's, let's not even talk uh, about the story for online. Other than burping and farting. Uh, yeah, there is a story for the online, uh, but it's it's really just, hey, do you want to play Red Dead Redemption, but you're not or Arthur Morgan? The economy's fucked up. A pair of shorts that used to cost 50 cents is now, you know, $200, $200 bucks or whatever. 
There's multiple currencies. There's gold. There's posses. Oh, and there's six assholes at every point sniping you in the fucking head. From right, and then away. Rockstar's idea of a fun time, which is while you're trying to do these painstaking missions that involve you riding a horse for ten minutes and then trying to get a wagon to somewhere else for ten minutes, people can just come along and steal your wagon. Doesn't that sound like fun? No, it doesn't. Like, it sound it like is, fun. does actually sound fun in theory. This whole like people can do missions and you can fuck with them sort of thing. But it, it sounds fun on one side yeah, of that. Yeah, it doesn't yes. work when you don't give the option to the players doing the wagon thing to not have people fuck with you. There's nothing wrong with shooting NPCs, last I checked. Like, yeah, that's, like, so. there should be an option for... Uh, and this is one of the things that when it first came out, a lot of people were, were chiming for, which was a hostile server and a non-hostile server. The hostile server is where there's all the PvP, where you can fucking constantly shoot each other and fuck with people on missions yeah. and all this stuff. You make the rewards higher in the hostile zone for missions and stuff Absolutely. like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Then you have the non-hostile one where players cannot kill each other as if they were main story characters, essentially. And they can't fuck with each That's other. That's just it. It's like the benefit of playing the online mode is, hey, you made your own character and you can you can have live out your cowboy fantasies. But honestly... All the problems from main story persist here yeah. and then some more. Because Embodying Arthur Morgan is the way to go, especially when like you consider the stuff and, that just isn't available to it you. It doesn't online. help that the character creator doesn't work because every character you make is ugly as fuck. I mean, that's the old the olden times. Yeah, that's a hundred um, years ago, man. Everybody was ugly as shit. Yeah, it doesn't help that there's not nearly as much content to do as in the main story. About half no. the content there is to do. It doesn't help that everybody in the game is like, even like a train coming by. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, surely there's something cool that we can do with this, this train. Do something, and there really isn't. No, you can rob people. You can go train. onto the train and then hope people try to fuck you, with you. Uh, another thing, a cardinal sin, uh, is that they are charging for in-game currency, like you do. But this game is constantly broken. With every update they do to this game, you can't shoot your guns. Animals are raining from the sky. There are no animals. There's a bald NPC that's naked that runs up to you that you can't kill that just punches you to death. These fucking weird... Don't get me wrong. They're, it's awesome to watch from afar and be like, what the fuck happened? That game's been out... That multiplayer mode's been out for two years? Right. And there's a bald man that no one knows where he came from and he's killing people? Right. But uh, the problem... The problem still to this day, though, is the problem that happened when it opened, when it first came out, which is it's fucking boring. Yeah. Uh, Maggie always wants to play Red Dead 2 online with me, and I can play for 20 minutes before I go, like, all right, I shot my gun 50 times. That's all I'm going to fucking Into do. the air. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing left to do here. The story it's, missions are yeah. the story missions are boring, and they take forever to find people, and then just fucking with people is not satisfying. One of the, uh, the most fun I had was just literally saddling up, pun intended, uh, with a friend in that mode and just being like, lead me, take me to the quest starters for those, for like hunting and stuff. Cause I had currency, I had the money cause I played that game from like go. So I got all this extra gold and stuff. Like yeah. I could unlock it all, but the, the crypticness of how to do that in, and it's, it, I think it's going back to the immersion thing. It's just like, they don't really spell things out in those online modes. Anyway, don't play the online mode. Now the single player mode does have uh, some things that are worth experiencing and, I mean, let's let's talk about them. There are certain quests along the way in that main game that are memorable and enjoyable. Uh, when you are immersed, if you do roleplay in one of these games, you're rewarded in a very immersive experience. Yeah, the game, obviously, and I think we said this at the beginning, it yeah. looks fantastic. It's one of the best-looking fucking games on console, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, it sounds fantastic. The voice acting is very good. Uh, the sounds coming from the guns, how, the, how they reload your horses, hooving... The ambient music when you're just yeah. in certain areas hearing the little banjo. Yeah, it's it's really fucking nice, and I love that shit. Um, it's just a shame that it's too much of a good thing. Yeah. It's 
at some point this music and the scenery gets fucking annoying when I've been so like tapping X for twenty and be like, a minute. For, for since GTA Four, uh, I like somewhat role play when I play GTA games because otherwise you're just heading to points on the marker and doing another quest, right? So uh, since the days of Nico Bellic. Uh, when you can kind of like go on dates, hang out with people, and stuff like that. Like I would, I would almost structure his day around being a criminal. Like he, you know, he sleeps, yeah, wakes up at six a.m., goes bowling, goes see some uh, big American TDs with his like, with his cousin, and then maybe he does some crime later at night, and then goes back to bed. And oh, maybe he's gonna go buy a new pair of pants today or something like that. So I've been playing GTA like that, even GTA Five, uh, which is basically now you have three characters to role play as. Uh, and the fun part there was always playing as one character for a long time, for a few days even, and then jumping back to Trevor or jumping back to Michael and have them be in these fucking insane situations uh, was fine. Now, with Red Dead Redemption 2, tried to do a lot of the same, but they there's so many engines on top of each other that you're like, what, what do I do with my time? There's fishing, there's hunting, there's doing the main quest, there's simply exploring in that game is it can be, you know... Good or be a waste of time. You're going right. to be able to see some. But I think what makes them seem so disconnected is there's not a common thread behind any of them. No, it's not like The Witcher, for example, where yes, there is all these question marks on the map and all these quests and all these mini games, but they all have one underlying theme, and that is you're a Witcher and it's your job, and these people are paying you to do it. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't feel disconnected, so you never feel like I shouldn't be doing this right now because it. It's part of the well, game. Well, there's at least two times in Red Dead Redemption 2 where, like, your main objective basically becomes make money for the game. Uh, and when you hear that, you're like, oh, I'm going to upgrade the camp. But upgrading the camp is, me is meaningless. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, do shit. By the end of the game, you don't get to see that stuff anymore. There's multiple act changes in the game where, like, that stuff you earned for your camp is just wiped off the map. Uh, and those that's that stuff's fucking involved to get into. So, like, the hunting, the fishing, man, I just didn't, that didn't feel myself you know, engaging with it. But I would wake up in camp, I'd fucking smoke a cigarette, I'd walk over and get, get some coffee, eat some stew, play some dominoes, and then like, okay, I'm gonna ride into town, ride into town. There's a quest there, we'll do a quest. Oh, see a movie afterwards, ride back to town, go to sleep. So for the first, you know, 20 hours of that game, I'm having a good time. Wake up Saturday, early in the morning, spark one, go wander around the Old West. Arthur Morgan's a great character. The beginning of that game, you know, there's, everything's it, new everything, and fresh. Yeah, well yeah everything seems so like mysterious but then at a certain point you realize if I ever if I ever want to play another game this year I need to I've got to fucking push play forward story. and then you realize that the, who is I this game we're supposed to talk about things we like we, we, well, we are <laughs> in that uh, that the, 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 the length of the story means that you could never play that game at the pace you maybe wanted to as a, as a cowboy simulation let's yeah. say uh, it just doesn't lend itself to it. But yeah, man, I when you would, are... I would much more yeah. enjoy this game if they took out the entirety of the main story, said, you're this <laughs> fucking cowboy, go be a cowboy. Yeah. Go survive. Like, great. It's just a roguelike. You spawn as Arthur Morgan. It's just like, don't get tuberculosis. See how far you can go in, in life. With yeah. That. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I just yeah. want like sometimes I just want to go hunting and like kidnap a person, put them on the railroad. Like we we're, we we kind of joked about it in one one or two parts, but like we, after you get tuberculosis and he starts coughing all the time randomly, and then like as it gets worse, you're like in real time we're talking about like forty hours riding a horse with this guy dying of tuberculosis, and that's the game they made. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's a story beat, sure, but do I need to experience dying of tuberculosis in real time? Uh, there's this, there's so many frustrating things with this fucking game. Like, 
even the believability of the characters at some point becomes such horseshit where you're like, Dutch, there's nobody this fucking arrogant, this prideful, and this so full of bullshit in real life Yeah. that you could have Arthur Morgan literally presenting evidence to his fucking face that Micah is the betrayer. I'm fucking dying. I have nothing to lie for. I'm going to die in a day. Yeah. And and Arthur still I mean uh, Dutch still doesn't believe it. And it's it's points like that where I go, that's fucking bullshit. It's it's because it goes on a little too long. So when they're escaping, they're in a carriage at one point. It's when I think you're shooting all the cops in San Denis or something like that, where the the carriage gets fucked up and Dutch fucks up his head. He gets like a crazy he's got a concussion or something, but it's the olden times, so it's just like, yeah, walk it off. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel I always felt from that point on is when Dutch started like he's completely lost it. Like, no, he's lost but that's his mind. not true when they establish uh, it at the very beginning yes, of the game. He's in the, already in the prologue yeah. that he and they never explain yes. further than that that he killed a woman in Blackwater that he did not need to murder. There, there's no there's no sharp left turn. It's meandering that way the entire right. game. And at a certain point you're just like, why? Are all these people still following this guy? Like yeah, after yeah, Act it's, Two, it's fucking yeah. mind blowing. Um, but also, like, where do you you the gang has the money? No, you and are, the Reverend figured it out. He yeah. just fucking left. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm leaving. And you're like, okay, bye. And he didn't seem to have any problems. <laughs> the with smartest it. guy in the camp. Yeah. Uh, uh. So yeah, that's my problem with it. Is that like, there's no reason Javier Dutch, all these people would be so fucking dumb because Micah is too much of a caricature. Yeah, he's bit he's, a bit. Yeah. yeah, he's too much of the twirling mustache. Like you can trust me, <laughs> and you're like, like anybody can fucking see that from a mile away. Yeah, like, it becomes like the, WWE the, booking by yeah, the end the of it. The big twist that he's <laughs> that he's the informant to the Pinkertons it's is like, not yeah, a no, twist. No fucking shit. Yeah, 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 no shit. He's the fucking guy. Like, yeah, it, it, that <laughs> that pisses me off when they're insulting my intelligence like that. Where they're like. Ooh, the group won't turn on Micah. I'm like, no, anybody in their right fucking mind would immediately turn on Micah. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I fucking hate that about the game, and I can, I'll never be able to for, get over that. For a game that claim, in Rockstar in general, they, they claim to be subtle. They claim to be like a satire, like all the things in GTA V with like, they're revealing nothing, the new iPhone and it blows the guy's head up. There's subtle about the no. story Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, so like for all the for all that, they like smelling their own farts in terms of their writing, the stuff that you wish was a little better isn't. It's the stuff that's just like writing on the wall, like everybody sees this coming. What you don't see is how this wrapped up because in the, you're looking for it to be wrapped up in a Red Dead Redemption 1 package by the end. And they get there. Uh, but it's almost, it's almost unsatisfying uh, by the time it happens because it takes so fucking long. It has go away heat at that point. Like Micah's been this this Baron Corbin of the game the whole time. That by the time he finally gets his comeuppance, you're like, well, that seemed inevitable because it had to happen, not necessarily because, you know. Anyways, yeah, this didn't really turn into a love fest for Red Dead Redemption Two, no. but I mean that's that's the situation here. Is that there there are maybe too many things to overlook. Uh, with this game, and it's it's the the ball's kind of in Rockstar's court. Like, where do they go next? What is GTA Six? It's gonna be the same thing. It, it makes them like, despite you and me complaining about the structure of the games, the mechanics, and like, everything works. They make they have the biggest media launches of all time. So all all the head producers have left. They've retired. They've moved on. Maybe the person who was the cornerstone of why are we fixing what's not broken? has hit the dusty trail at this point and and one of the lead designers can be like we need a new fucking engine we need to fix this shooting we need to uh 
to step into the fucking next next fucking decade with with this this game. But no, they need to find their balance between convenience and immersion. Yeah, because all they've been prioritizing for a long time now is immersion, and it, it's sacrificed. The if it's twenty twenty three and you fire up GTA six and you go to turn left and your character does like a big swooshing one of these, I will I will fuck it. I'll turn <laughs> off that fucking game and never play again because I can't <laughs> I can't stand the fucking walking yeah. in water motion anymore. I can't. Yeah, and at that. That's the end of our conversation on Red Dead Redemption 2. That, well, hell. <laughs> well, hell. Well, listen here. Fraw, Mr. Roberts. Listen, the biggest things you can take away is Arthur Morgan, despite it all, is a... If Fantastic I had to be, character. If I had to be stuck with any character for 80 to 100 hours, it's, I'm glad it's Arthur yeah, Morgan. It's just a shame that yeah. Micah, Dutch, John, Molly, and all these other characters are here. Yeah. And that the story is about three times as long as it needs to be. Because in real time... You can't imagine these people sticking with Dutch. We're not even talking about the in-betweens, yeah. the stuff we don't know about, when Arthur is away yeah, from camp for a day. If this was Grand Theft Auto, which, yeah. let's face it, is a lot more satirical than Red yes. Dead Redemption. It's a lot more. This would be different if it was Grand Theft Auto. I have a lot more lenience there. But Arthur Morgan is a very human character. He's portrayed very seriously. The situations he's in are portrayed very seriously. Thus, they need to have believability. And there is no believability behind anybody staying with Micah and Dutch, especially when Micah is... So obviously an evil piece of shit. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, everything past the actual standoff in camp, right? Like when Arthur is like, he's the rat, and then people basically choose sides. It's like, and people don't choose, and people don't choose Arthur. Arthur. When Arthur's been breaking his ass the, the entire game. Of the, of the West. Yeah, he's been breaking his ass the entire game to help out yeah. each person individually. Yeah. And then they decide what, yeah, it's total bullshit. I, I can't stand it. But we had to get there because it's it's a it's a prequel. Yeah, well, we, but ha- the, we have to get there. Yeah, but Mike, yeah. he, the money. <laughs> just just like to end this conversation. Just imagine how Dutch actually eventually meets his comeuppance when he just wordlessly, silently falls off that mountain and cracks his head on that rock in Red Dead Redemption One. Uh, that's that's it. That's the end of Red Dead Redemption Two. So uh, next game is. We'll be talking about will be a Pokemon main series retrospective. We're going to talk about the phenomenon of Pokemon. We're going to run down all the main series games. Uh, we can maybe do a bonus episode at the end. That's the spinoffs uh, of note. Yeah, uh, really cool. You got your Colosseums and Gales of Darkness and sure. Pokemon Snaps and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about like starting with red, green, blue, yellow, uh, and, mo- and moving on Gold from there. Crystal. Yeah, uh, talking a little bit about the stories, the the mechanics. What's good, what's bad, and where we are in the Pokemon. Uh, so, in the Pokemon. So, that's what's happening next. Hard uh, right turn from Red Dead Redemption 2 to Pokemon. At least with Pokemon, we will have good and bad weeks. We'll have weeks where it's just like, how fucking great is this? God's gift to, to man. And then, uh, and then other weeks where you're just like, what happened to Pokemon? What <laughs> is Pokemon Black and White 2 and why does it exist? Yeah. Uh, Etc. So, thank you as always for signing up. At Tits Iceberg is us on Twitter. LeahTitsIceberg.com is my email address. You can leave a question, topic... Whatever you want, anywhere you see this posted. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, I'll be back this weekend to talk about AEW Dynamite, or uh, that will be furloughed into a podcast next week, maybe with both Reed and Andrew, as we can talk about the pay-per-view as well as Dynamite. So stay tuned for that. Bye.